Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast with Lars Van Berkel, man, a, a Dutch kid, not even a kid anymore, coming over, racing some nationals. Really cool story, really funny guy, and uh, I'm stoked to, to get him on the podcast to tell you some more information about it. Uh, thank you to FXR Racing, of course, uh, designed by racers for racers. Uh, you look at Phil Nicoletti, you look at Enzo Lopes. Uh, FXR is out there with a ton of privateers doing it right. And thanks to the folks at FXRRacing.com. Pulp30 is the code to save at FXRRacing.com. Pulp30 saves uh, on 30% on your next MX and lifestyle purchase over there. And uh, whether it's Mike Brown, Chris Kiefer, Phil Nicoletti, they are always evolving their equipment and their, their gear and everything else. Thank you to FXR Racing. Race Tech as well. Uh, American-made gold valves, incredible. Uh, they've really done a lot over the years, Race Tech. They're 30 years in business now, if not longer. Uh, Racetech.com, Pulp23 is the code to save with those guys. So get your motor work done. Get suspension work done. Tell them you listen to Pulp, and they will dial you in with a great discount. And uh, they do motor work for a lot of teams as well. they got a CNC machine. They'll sign an NDA. They can do your motor work for you and uh, and pass it on to uh, to make great things so thank you to folks at racetech man for coming on board we'll tell you more about maxis and roost firepower later on but first up namira pistons for over 20 years namira has been pushing the limits of value and reliability in the world of engine components for personal watercraft for atv and utv and for motocross of course whether you're restoring your vintage bike rebuilding a new 450 race motor working on your four-wheeler namira is what you need featuring a full line of cast and forged pistons connecting rods gasket kits and more they got no more products coming uh later on in 2023 Follow them on Instagram for giveaways. Limited time, visit DennisKirk.com, 15% off Namira products. No code needed. DennisKirk.com, 15% off Namira pistons and valve trains and components on there. Uh, thank you to those guys. Also, Seat Concepts. Pulpamex 23 is a code to save with Seat Concepts. They offer a wide variety of seat options from stylish replacement covers to complete seats as well as various height and width profiles. Uh, and each seat incorporates a proprietary foam formulation. So whether you're hitting motocross track or gearing up for a trek across the country, check out SeatConcepts.com. Again, Pulpamex23 is the code to save with those guys. And Zool's bags as well. Let Zool's help pack your passion. Pulp23 is the code to save. They know bags. They're born from an extensive background in the luggage and moto industry. So whether it's uh, all the stuff that you don't want, a broken handle, jam zipper, a wonky wheel, uh, whether you're traveling for work, pleasure, or simply hauling the kids to the never-ending sporting events, Zools understands the wear and tear that your luggage gets goes through. So check out Zools, Z-U-L-Z. Pulp 23 is the code to save with Zools. So get bags from those guys. Get uh, get seats from Seat Concepts, Namira, Roost, Firepower Products, Maxxis Tires, uh, and, and yeah, FXR and Race Deck, of course. Here's my chat with Lars Van Berkel about uh, his Red Bud race, uh, beach races, and much more. Thanks for listening. All right, here we go. All right, now, as promised on the FXR Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Privateer Island Life, a rider who got 13th in the second moto at Redbud, all the way over from Holland, Lars Van Berkel. What's up, man? How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks, man, Steve. It's, uh, it's a bit hot here in, uh, in America, but um, I'm liking it so far, so it's, uh, it's good to be here as a privateer. <laughs> yeah, a little different uh, than, uh, than back there, back in Holland and Europe. Uh, I remember when DeRuver came over, and race Southwick, and he got second to James in the first motor, or maybe third, and all he kept saying was how hot he was and how he can't breathe. <laughs> so, Yeah, well, that's true. You've got, like, uh, well, first of all, I'm not the same as the Roover, of course, because he was winning GPs, and I'm just, right, just a yeah, beach racer. Right. <laughs> so, uh, no, but the humidity is, is the biggest difference. Yeah. Like, we yeah. have maybe four weeks a year that we've got, like, 
we call it a heat wave, and that's the same uh, temperatures as what you have in America here right now. Mm -hmm. But the humidity is way lower. It's more like uh, West Coast feeling a bit. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, it's completely different. Like they cut our moto short when it's the same <laughs> humidity and, and heat as here. Yeah, really, right? Uh, well, you're back yeah. in America. You raced it last year a little bit. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, your background and more. Uh, but, yeah, absolutely. It's cool to have you on the show. So were you happy with Red Bud? I mean, 13th in the moto, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, it was really good. For, like the first moto wasn't too happy. Mm -hmm. And I was so hot after the moto. I had like a really tough time to like get recovered between the motos. But like I kept filling myself with food and water and uh, and drinking. And then second motor, something clicked, and I kept charting till the end. And, uh, yeah, I almost got 12th in the end, but, uh, yeah, it was super cool. I, uh, especially if I see how my week went, like, coming, I should fly into Syracuse, or however you say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so my last transfer was canceled, so I was literally, like, 12 hours on the airport in New York, lost my bags, which went to Detroit. Oh, jeez. And then... We had to drive from New York to Corey's house, the guy who was uh, giving me a, a place and a bike to stay. Mm -hmm. And then we still had to drive to Syracuse to pick up my, my gear. So I think I lost like two nights of sleeping. So, and, then, um, and, then, yeah. and, and then go back to South Bend or whatever from Syracuse. Uh, yeah, to yeah, uh, yeah, Bainbridge. Yeah, it was far. Oh, we, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did a lot of... Uh, lot of traveling and uh well to be honest the first two days i literally didn't enjoy it i was like what <laughs> did i get myself into again <laughs> yeah but in the end it turned out well so that's maybe also why the relief behind my motor was so big yeah no i know that's awesome uh it's really really good to see um do you like red bud i mean obviously we'll get into like you, you know you're dutch and you guys are born in the sand and you're a beach racer so we get all that but did you like red bud yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I only knew it from, well, of course, I, I follow motocross since I'm a little guy. So mm -hmm. I, I remember the picture of Stuart, like, yeah. scrubbing it on that <laughs> finish table. Mm -hmm. That's my first picture of Redbird that I have. And, of course, Larocco's Leap. Yep. But, like, uh, the, the last two motocross of Nations there, like, the Dutchies did pretty well. Mm -hmm. So it always, like, had something triggering me to go there. Not because of the soil, but just because of the atmosphere and the 4th of July weekend. And I was like, I want to do Southwick, but why, if I do Southwick, why wouldn't I do, like, Redbird? And then yeah, yeah. we made it happen this week. So, uh, yeah, I was like, I, I have to be there. Like, I love mo I love motors so much that I can travel the whole world to ride my dirt bike. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not, not so bad. So how do you – you mentioned your buddy Corey, and he's got a bike. And how do you – who is this guy? How do you make a connection with him? What makes you decide to come to America and all of that? How does it all come together for you? I know you were here last year, so is it the same program, same guy, or what? No, well, uh, part of it, it's the same guy. Like last year, um, yeah, like I'm a bit, yeah, it sounds a bit cocky, but I'm a bit well known in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. So some uh, one guy, Rob Wind, he asked me to come over for the full year, and I said, no, I'm not going to do that. It's, it's not my main priority. Mm -hmm. So then I watched him do High Point. And he qualified quite well, so I said, hey, good job, man. Mm -hmm. And then he said, if I get you a Honda. No, first of all, he said, you can use my uh, my Yamaha to race. I said, no, I cannot do that. Like, <laughs> I don't have a contract during the summer. Yeah. But it's a little bit of uh, like uh, loyalty to yeah. my Honda deal. Sure. So I said, if you fix me a Honda, I'll come. So he uh, threw a guy, he fixed a Honda, and I did the first two rounds. And then, um, yeah, that guy wanted his bike back because I understand it. Like, I'm putting hours on it, and yeah. I didn't have to pay any rent or something. <laughs> so I literally went on to Vital MX and said, 
MXGP Pro National Rider uh, looking for a CRF 450. And then we had this awesome guy from Bainbridge, Corey, who is a cop. <laughs> he replied, text me on this number. And then, um, yeah. Really? Then that's he, how it came together? He, Vital MX? Yeah, that, <laughs> that's, how he, that's how it came together. He gave me his bike for, uh, first we did like a little fair race in uh, Mission Moto or Moto Mission, really close to Unadilla to okay. get the feel. Yeah. And also I was still a bit injured with my shoulder yeah. because of the, yeah, the famous, the cost, <laughs> the cost yeah, of crash. Yeah. And then I did Unadilla. I did absolutely bad. Like I didn't perform there. And then he said, next year, when you're healthy, you have to come back. And here we are. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I definitely have. I want to talk to you about the DeCoster thing, because that's how I first heard about it. For, through, I think Wygant was the first guy to tell me about your deal with <laughs> yeah. that. But, um, wow, so you just really crowdfunded a bike and, a, and some help and all that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's really, well, it's really private your style. Like, I don't know if you've seen my last video that I sent to you. but No, like, I didn't blog, watch it yet. Sorry. Yeah. It's literally, I, I no, I never laugh at people like uh, that private here, but I have a lot of respect. Yep. But if I see, like, I'm just sitting on, like, uh, a camping chair in the back of a van traveling to Redbird, <laughs> it's really, really private here. Yeah. Yeah, but, really. um, yeah, I absolutely love that Corey gives me the bike. I've got some sponsors in Holland helping me out mm -hmm. that he, like, for example, said, like, I had a friend which I went with to Anaheim a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. and he told me two things. He said, go focus on beach racing uh, because you can maybe make a living with that. And we need to do Southwick one day. Well, the beast racing thing worked out really well. <laughs> yeah. and, now, uh, and now he also said, uh, I'll pay you, uh, I'll pay you your flight. So, uh, yeah, so wow. that, my, my flight is paid and the rest uh, I do with bits and pieces and trying to get some money uh, while like using your purse and contingency yeah yeah wow that's that's awesome. it's a loose program <laughs> yeah it sounds very loose but that's all right i oh, mean look is. 13th in the moto uh that's 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 all right and then now obviously you know southwick isn't lomol isn't dutch sand but it's still sand and so you got to be feeling pretty well going into this weekend yeah it is well all the years I already said I want to do Southwick one day. Before I quit mm -hmm. riding motocross, I want I want to have that. That's on my bucket list. Yeah. So um, I know it's not a scent like Lomo, and it's different. But yeah, it's different than Thunder Valley or Washougal. So uh, mm -hmm. it's not that I can absolutely not ride a bike if it's like hard or pack or something. But if you if you look at Redbird, that's also not sand, and I do pretty well there. Yeah. So um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, my focus the whole time has been. Pretty much on Southwick, and me and Corey tried to uh, get the bike as good as possible because I had like a little clutch issue the first moto mm -hmm. because the bike got a bit hot. So we tried to figure that out. I asked also some advice to pay, uh, Mitch Payton when I walked back to the van <laughs> uh, because it's 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 different with the heat. Like we cannot uh, replicate this in Europe. Yeah, my bikes in Europe are completely different because yeah, in the beach racing, yeah. I pretty much I it's I wouldn't say it's a factory bike. But these guys are like Honda France official, and they've been working years to get this bike this far. Mm -hmm. And here, I pretty much jump on a bone stock bike. I brought my ECU, but it's different. And I put a, uh, put a pipe on my suspension, and yeah, I'm trying to uh, rip it. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you feel really good in the sand whoops at Redbud when you came around? Or were you really good in those things? <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, the funniest thing, the last moto, literally the last segment of the moto was my fastest segment. So oh, really? I was oh, wow. closing in on the guy in front of me. Yeah. 
I didn't do uh, I didn't do the leap. I did it only like once in the first motor and I cased it. <laughs> but it literally was like an underpower thing. And then like the last lap on the on the sand whoops, I was like, I need to get this guy. This is the only place. Yeah. So I put him on a faster segment and I came like zero point two too short on getting twelve. Uh, but uh So how many scary. are you gonna do? You Redbud, Southwick, any more? Uh, Millville. Millville is also the plan. Okay. That was my first race last year. Yep. Uh, to, well, I had like pretty much like uh, I say, uh, promise to myself. I said I want to do two or three, mm-hmm. but I have to do it good. If I only do, I'm only gonna do the third one if I do pretty much good. And if I'm like, if I suck, <laughs> I don't yeah. go to the last one. Right, right. Because it's it's like two thousand kilometers from here, or like well, twenty hour drive. Um. So yeah, it's uh. I only want to do it if I do it good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, listen, 13th at Red Bud. I think Southwick's going to go pretty well for you. So we'll see you at Millville, Lars. Um, yeah, I hope so. That's uh, my plan. <laughs> uh, Papa Max Fantasy. Yeah, I, I'm going to look at you this weekend for that. Yeah. yeah we'll... I heard I put some good points there. Yeah, already. yeah. Yeah, I crushed it. Absolutely. Good job on that. Um, <laughs> Thanks. What a cool story. Yeah, so obviously, look, you did the Argentina GP earlier this year, right? Um, yeah, I did. But you're mostly a beach guy, but you've got a lot of GP results. So I'm interested, though, like, obviously, um, you couldn't make a living doing motocross, doing MXGPs, doing that, and that got you into the beach thing. So do you feel like, are you a beach racer now? Like, that's your that's your job, that's what you want to do, and this motocross is still a fun thing for you? Or do you want to, if it can happen, get on a GP team or get an American team or whatever? Or are you set in the beach race circuit? Well, um, yeah, I just, first of all, I love motor. Like when I was a little guy, like six years old, I would watch every, every race, America, if I could, and then all the GPs Mm -hmm. and I was a BMX racer. And I think my desire to ride motocross comes from that because I used to do BMX because my parents said first do BMX. Mm -hmm. And then when you're 15, we will look for a bike because they made all these like excuses that you didn't grow if you ride motocross or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And then I, like I was pretty good in BMX. So I said, Hey, to my dad, I said, pop uh, or dad, get a, uh, can I get a motocross bike Mm -hmm. if I become European champion? He said, no worries. You get it immediately. So four years after I got world champion BMX and then I said, okay, I quit BMX immediately. I go do motocross. And then, yeah, so I started quite late, like age 12, 13. Okay. Yeah. And that's why, like, I really had to uh, get myself into motocross. And that's maybe why I'm on age 29 still racing, uh, racing motocross. But, yeah, I had a lot of good years when I was young. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was riding on 85, I was battling guys. So, see, were even for on this. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I stepped up to, yeah, the 125s and stuff, like we didn't have a big budget. So I, well, faded a bit in results. And then it came back later when I did 450 again. I, I won a 250 EMX race. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, then beach racing was a big thing in Holland. And I yeah. tried it a few times. And immediately it was like my thing. Like yeah, yeah. I'm always being fit because I had to outwork people because I didn't have the the bikes mm-hmm. so um yeah i was always fit and i i did immediately really good at the rebel knockout and uh, since then my desire for beach racing kept and now i'm making my money during the winter so pretty much it's my main focus because this helped me quitting my full-time job like a, a couple of years ago okay yeah, nice. i still love motocross yeah. so uh yeah i cannot sit around on the couch and 
and do nothing or go a little bit of work because I also am not too bad on a motocross bike. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 for sure. So, wow, that's really cool. So you had a job and then you rediscovered, you discovered beach racing. You're good at it. And then now that's your thing. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. You yeah. Know? From uh, age 21 till mm -hmm. age 25, I had a full-time job yep. and I still did some GPs on the side just yep, because yep. I, yeah, I wanted to do it. Had really good results there also still during, yeah, during a full-time job. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, then I focused one winter completely on Le Touquet, which, uh, which is a very big beach yeah. race. Yep. I think it's, like, comparable to GNCC here. Yeah. It's on the beach. But it has li literally, like, 600,000 uh, it looks spectators. It looks in insane. Watching the videos just look ins looks insane. It is insane. <laughs> it's it is insane. Like, it's so weird because... Normally, you should have all this pressure on this race. Yeah. But when I'm sitting there on the start line and you see the helicopters, you see like thousands of people on the sidelines, you're just like, ah, blessed to do that race. Like, I just get pumped up. I don't get like yeah, stressed. Yeah. I just yeah. get like super excited. Excited, yeah. Did you, how did you, yeah. how did you do in Le Touquet? Uh, last year I finished third, but this year I wasn't second until pretty much the last lap. I got in third and then I hit the left rider and oh. my radiator uh, no my uh, front disc my brake disc completely bent so my wheel was uh, was blocked and then i had to wait for another rider who gave me um, a pierce they call it i think okay and i tried to bend my front disc straight but it didn't work and then i had to take the brake caliper off like after oh, three hours geez. of moto yeah. went into the pits they cut my uh, they cut the, the water uh, the, the brake line oil line yeah 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 because, yeah, you, I had to do one more lap over the straight. And yeah. you go, like, 150, 160. So that's, like, 110 miles an hour, I think. Yeah, yeah. You, it, it's not good to have your brake caliper in between your spokes then. No, no. <laughs> so, uh, and then, yeah, I lost 10 minutes on that lap, but I still finished fifth and second in the championship, which is really good. But, yeah, that one hurt. That yeah. one hurt it a lot. So is La 2K the biggest one, the most prestigious one? It would be... It would be like the you know the the Daytona Supercross or whatever or the, the the Anaheim one of beach racing. Yeah, I think that's. I think you can compare it to that. Like, yep. I don't know so much about NASCAR and Indy uh, and like these races, but I think well, if I'm from Europe, I think always the Indy 500 is the biggest. You can win everything, but yep. if you win the Indy 500, mm -hmm. you're the man. Yep. This yep. is the same in beach racing. You can win the championship, but the the main winner or the real winner is the guy who wins Lutuke. Uh How many beach races are there in the series? There are uh, seven races in total, okay. and three of them are really on the beach, and the other three are like on a real big sand place. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, the last one in February is in uh, Le Touquet. Wow! And that's pretty much everyone always focuses on that race. Yeah, yeah, really, right? It's like there's lots of rallies, but the 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 car rally is the one to win, right? There's yeah, that's the yep. best. That's the best comparison, I yep. think. Um, so. Do you, you you pit in the beach races? I'm guessing, right? You have to pit and get gas and like, what's it like? Just trying to focus and 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 fight through. I mean, again, there's eight thousand riders on the track. Like, dude, it's so gnarly. What's that like? It's got to be. Do you get yourself into a, a spot where you're kind of like calm and 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 steady, or is it always just you know wide open and adrenaline? It's, uh, well, it's, I think it's 8,000 rides over the whole weekend, but my race, which is, they call it the Moto Scratch, mm -hmm. there was like 1,250 riders, and the track is like 15 kilometers long, 
So yeah, you see a lot of lappers. Like the second lap, we are already lapping. Yeah, yeah. And then you are not focusing on the quickest line you can take, but you're focusing on the quickest line between all the amateurs yeah. and the lappers. Yeah, yeah, really, right? <laughs> so you get like all my crashes last year came from lappers. Yeah. But yeah, that's that is that is beach racing. That's the the nice thing about beach racing. And the crazy thing also, when someone crashes in front of you, you have to put the throttle open and try to avoid him or yeah. just hit them, but like yeah. with more speed so you don't fall yourself. <laughs> if, if you break every time someone is falling, you are, uh, you're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, are they all as fast as Latu K? Are they all that fast? The, the races you mean? Yeah, yeah, like you're going 120. Like, is it all that? Fa- are they all that fast? Yeah, so wait, we go 120 on the beach side, and yep. then we turn, and then we have the June side, yep. pretty much. Yep. And you're driving like what, 40, 50 miles an hour, but that's like a really rough part. Yeah, yeah, so, right. So uh, Lutuke is, I think, the fastest. And then you have one more, which unfortunately we cannot use the beach anymore because of ecological reasons. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was the best race, it's Crayon. And um, yeah, they're pretty much all that fast. Like th- two okay. or three are the fastest, and then you've got still really uh fast tracks because we all start flat so the first hour gets flat and after that the track gets yeah. really really rough and how long is the ra- is each beach race is it two hours an hour like how what are we talking uh, all the races are two and a half hours two and except a half. from okay. le touquet okay le touquet is three hours mm-hmm. and the finish flag uh, um, as soon as the three hours is done then the first one will be finished so Last year, uh, we passed the finish line at 2 hour 59. Oh. So we had to do another <laughs> lap of not. like 15 to 20 minutes. I did 3 hour 21 last year. Oh, dude. Slow down. Make sure <laughs> make sure you hit, get, hit the checkers at 3 hours. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. Well, sometimes they do it. Sometimes they wait. Yeah. To, but yeah, that depends on how big your lead is. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. if you have to do another lap, you can run out of gas. You can hit an amateur like I'm Yeah, hit. yeah. Everything can happen. You could hit a, a seal or, or something either. I don't know. Yeah, uh, like a dolphin. Yeah, dolphin <laughs> or a seal. Good God. Yeah, it just looks nuts. If anybody wants to Google it, La Touquet on uh, YouTube, just just take a look at that. Like, It's funny, though. Like Gabor's did it and Malherbe did it and Vimond and like a lot of top GP riders over the years have done it. Yeah, it's it, it's really a winter activity. Mm-hmm. And also like Steve Ramon, he, he won it. But on the time that he pretty much retired as a GP star. Yep, so. Yep. It's like a little bit of a thing after your career because it's so risky. You cannot yeah, do yeah. it during <laughs> during your GP career. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of money on the line and also like pride. Like I think if you have the the motocross GP and Le Touquet in France, I think you could better win Le Touquet than the, the really? GP really? because yeah. it's so big. It's yeah. on live television. Yeah, 600 yeah. or 700,000 people watching there Damn. at the spot. Geez, so you do these seven races, and that's enough. That's a full-time gig, and then you ride moto in the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah I ride moto in the summer. I try to do always some sales things uh, on the side because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I had my college degree, so I don't want to throw that away. And I literally, I cannot sit still. Like, yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I want to be busy. <laughs> oh, but, man. yeah, if you, it depends on results. So if you have good results, uh, you can make quite some money. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get results, yeah, it's everywhere. Like, you don't do so good. <laughs> Yeah, really. Are are they are the best guys all Dutch and France French guys? No, or, they, like, it's all over. It's all over. Like you have Kellett, who is an English guy, and then you have Podisek, who is French. Like mm-hmm, okay. that family won like the race like six, seven times, I think. And then you've got a Belgium guy, my teammate, 
and oh, okay. it's like a little bit international now. Yeah, okay. You've All got right. a bit more Belgians and, 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 well, one Dutch. I'm the only Dutch, pretty much. And then you've got a couple of young Frenchies, okay. which are coming up. Oh, interesting. Uh, Lars Van Berkel here on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life. Thanks to the folks at RoostMX. Pulp Nation is the code to save at RoostMX.net. Pitch shirts and easy ups and graphics, number plate backgrounds, all of that at RoostMX.net. 48-hour turnaround. they got a whole Pulp Nation section on their website as well. Check out Roost.net, RoostMX.net for more. And again, Pulp Nation is the code to save with those guys. Maxis Tires as well. Speaking of beach races, Maxis now has their paddle uh, available and uh, soft intermediate, intermediate to hard terrain. Mountain bike tires, Maxis.com for more information. Uh, they've got new tires. They've launched them. They work with Jeremy McGrath to, to uh, develop them. So check out Maxis uh, tires, please, for more information on that. And again, thank you to Firepower, Namira, Zool's Seat Concepts as well. Um, so for for are most of the guys in the beach races are they ex motocrossers or are they just beach guys? Like I wonder if your motocross background helps you be good in the beach or if it hurts you in the beach races like are there special like you know like over here there's specialized enduro cross guys and there's specialized gncc guys right um everyone starts in motocross but i wonder if the beach guys are are especially beach dudes well we all started indeed with motocross and we all we all are like from the heart we are motocross guys but like sometimes you you take another path and mm-hmm. you end up at beach racing because some guys are more fit. Some guys don't have the intensity. So for some reason, you, you end up here. And most of the time, it is like at an older age. But I see like a little bit like difference. Like there's coming younger guys in there now. Mm-hmm. But they do both. So they do uh, beach racing in the winter and motocross in the summer. And then, yeah, us, we, we do, yeah, the top riders, we do beach racing pretty much as our main focus. Yeah. And then we do these little motocross races on the side. But it hurts your intensity and it is it is different. Like my hard pack skills haven't became like haven't become better because mm, yeah. the whole winter I'm <laughs> I'm riding the biggest and roughest sand places. Yeah. So uh, it hurts you in some ways and it helps you in other places. Right. So um, yeah, I think yeah I'm a so I'm a beach racer, so it ha- it doesn't help me in motocross, but it takes me some time to get back my motocross speed. So yeah, right. You have to uh, uh, comp- compensate on some places. So a lot of people over here may remember you from last year, and we touched on this earlier. Washugal, uh coming in the first turn, <laughs> you just plowed into DeCoster, uh, knocked him yeah. down. I mean, he's old. He can't be happening. And then I guess you gave him a bottle of wine to make up for it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, – so I did Washugal, and I had a problem with my bike the first motor, like uh, an electrical problem. Mm-hmm. And it was next on the gate to Dungy. As, and because Dingy also DNF, so we were completely on the inside. So Roger like tried to stay as close to the track to be able to see his rider. Mm-hmm. And I said a joke to my mechanic. I said like, uh, I hope uh, Dingy gets out of the gate good because mm-hmm. I'm gonna outstart him on my bike. <laughs> but I said it as a joke. Yeah, yeah. And I had like one of the best starts I had since I've been here. Yeah. So, but they because in in, America, in Washugo they come from the middle and they have all this speed. Yeah. So they pretty much cut me off, and I don't know what happened. Maybe someone hit my front brake <laughs> or I hit the grass. <laughs> but I like on that hump you have that like that little uh, like hilly thing yeah. in the in the start. Yeah. Like I lost my completely my bike there, and I <laughs> yeah I went into the crowd. But I thought I had like a first on pile up. There was like a lot of riders, and then I got up. And my mechanic was immediately next to me. And the other people, I, I only thing I heard was like, are you okay, Lars? And then I heard, Roger, are you okay, Roger? 
<laughs> so I look to the right and I see Roger and all KDM people there. I see no other bikes, just me. And then they put me on the on the mule and into the Escal, uh, like Alpine Star medical crew. Yeah, yeah. And I was sitting like across from Roger and I was like in so much pain. And I looked at him and I said, and he was in tears, I can remember. Yeah. So I said, Roger, uh, did I hit you? And he goes, yes, you did. <laughs> and only I could only said, okay. <laughs> because yeah, I had so much pain. I was like coughing up blood. Oh, were but, you really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really. It was a big crash. And like, I got a bit annoyed because everybody only cared about Roger after that. Like, hope he's okay. Hope he's okay. And I was like, fuck, the rider, like he has a lot more pain. <laughs> like Roger was watching the second motor and I had to travel back from Washougal to, to Washington DC yeah. in a, in a van. Yeah. I could, I could barely move. Like I had so much pain. Just ribs and lungs. Yeah, looking and back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had so much. I, I literally, with some movements, I can still feel my chest from that crash. Damn, dude. Jeez. But yeah, it's it's yeah, it was funny. It's uh, yeah. Later, I start thinking about it. Like, dude, I could have killed him. Like, For sure. If it yeah. is it, my bike, but at that moment, I really didn't think about that. So maybe that that's uh, that is why my annoyment came, where my <laughs> annoyment came from. But yeah, if I think about it now, it's like, whoa, uh, that could have ended in tears. Yeah. But yeah, I gave him a bottle of wine indeed in uh, in Butts Creek yeah. because uh, yeah, I was speaking with David Coombs about it. I said, oh, maybe do you know what kind of drink he likes? And then I gave him uh, like a bottle of wine, red wine, and then it, I got into the race X show and everything, and it got me some. Uh, some marketing, but I thought it was like a funny thing because, well, he's from Belgium and I'm from the Netherlands, which is pretty much, uh, yeah, like maybe 50 kilometers from each other. Yeah. So I yeah. thought, uh, yeah, let's do a funny thing. I can't ride anymore in, in, in Butch Creek. So, uh, why not surprise him and just have a laugh about <laughs> it all? It. Yeah. That's awesome. That's pretty cool for sure. Um, uh, what did you think of starting off the great in, uh, Red Bud? I was really happy they had it this year because last year I was just missing the stars. Okay. Um, yeah, because you just need so much power. And I think with the, gre- uh, the grit or the grade, how, however yep. we call it here, <laughs> uh, it's a bit more about pre- uh, preciseness and like technique. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I think it helped me. So uh, since since Argentina, because with the beach racing, we, we start with elastics. So oh, we okay. can just yep. go when the elastic yep. goes. Right. And then I went to Argentina also pretty much because of a joke. Um and I had to start on the grid. And since then, all of a sudden, my starts have been good on the grid. So mm. uh, I pretty much do one practice starts always. And then if it, if it feels well, I quit and do it in the race. And that's it, yeah. <laughs> so I was going to ask you about yeah. Argentina. 22nd in Argentina. Like, why'd you, why'd you show up there? Like, what, what, how, who, or did you get a wild card spot? Or did a team bring you on? Or how does that come together for you to do Argentina? S- yeah, so Le Touquet is the last one of the French Beach Race Championship. But it's the first race of a new World Cup. And three weeks after Le Touquet, they had this Argentinian race. It's called Enduro del Verano, which okay. is pretty much like Le Touquet, uh, but in the dunes in Argentina. Mm-hmm. Uh, Enduro del Verano is actually Enduro of the summer because it was like super hot over there. Mm-hmm. And while I was traveling there, I just posted a picture on my Instagram, like uh, on my way to Argentina. And then mm-hmm. some people said, are you going to race the MXGP? Yeah. But I was so focused on Le Touquet that I didn't know the first race was in Argentina. I thought it was in England. Okay. So first day I was there, we had some dinner, and I saw some things of Patagonia on the TV in the restaurant. So for a joke, well, they were literally only speaking Spanish. So for a joke, I said, hey, should we do the MXGP? And the owner of the shop pretty much said to me, yeah, if you want, we can do it. But I thought it was a joke. So uh, two days later, 
yeah, two days later, one of the guys that traveled with me, he said, Lars, I really think they are serious about it. I yeah. think if you really want to do it, you can do it. So I went on to Google Translate. I translated and said, um, so Luis, how serious are you about MGP? Mm-hmm. Because if you want to go, I have to organize a start uh, place, my license, uh, a bike, yeah. and my yeah, everything. Uh, yeah. my my ticket. I have to change my ticket because mm-hmm. I was originally only right. going to stay one week, and then it had to be one month. And then he said, if you can organize um, your parts from the team, so you have motorcycle suspension and your team are good with it, mm-hmm. we're going to do it. Then I saw it was 17 hours to drive there. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I like a challenge. And when I'm there and you get the opportunity, um, I'm going to do it. And then yeah. I did pretty well because I, I took one point the first moto. Yeah, the second not, moto yeah. I was into 17 or 16. Uh-huh. And then I broke a chain. Oh, so I didn't yeah. finish the second moto. But uh, yeah, it was a cool experience. Was uh, was nice to see all the faces there. Everybody laughed when I was there. All of a sudden, <laughs> they're like, "Oh, the beach guy's back!" Yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah, yeah, all laughed. Well, we did the whole winter. I I ride at a, a plaque called uh, Loom Plage. Okay. Uh, I know Chad Reed one time spoke about it in one of your uh, podcasts. Okay. But it's like a really big track with small jumps. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, first time I show up in uh, Patagonia with the, the sickest jumps, mm-hmm. I was a bit nervous for the jumps. Like, yeah, yeah. I think in, in one free practice, I did more jumping than I did the whole winter. <laughs> <laughs> so that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, oh, that's that's cool. Yeah, I mean, hey, why not, right? And and, and it helps your skills out. Can you can you compare uh, AMA motocross to MXGP? Um, is there anything good better bad do you like all the riding in mxgp compared to the shorter practices in america or vice versa like what are the differences that you see and that you feel uh, between the two series well the biggest thing is of course in america it's one day and with the heat for me i think it's better because yeah we are not used to it to do it like a couple of days um how you say it like following up to each other so i like the one day format here in america especially with all the traveling um yeah, and in the GPs, it feels like a bit less friendly, I think. Like, mm-hmm. here, Davey, I, I texted Davy Coombs if, he, if I could get a spot, and immediately he said, yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. But if you do that to the MXGP, like, I cannot imagine sending an email to, to Longo. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. he doesn't even care about me. <laughs> right. And here, like, Davy came up to me at the starting line, so I think it's a bit more friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, 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 the practices are really short here. They are, yeah. So if you go to a new track, you really have to get used to it. But the good thing is for my beach racing, like we can only walk the track and immediately we go full gas. So it's <laughs> maybe a bit more in my system. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just like it here. The, it's really, you're really welcomed here. And all the people like, they think you're, if you can qualify here, they feel like you're a hero. And if you finish, I think I spoke with uh, Butron about this. Yeah. If you finish 15 at a GP. They go like, pa, shit race, man, shit race. <laughs> it's so weird. I Butron's doing well, man. I mean, he had a couple of poor races, but he's back. He's riding well. So, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I'm proud of him because he's riding my number, 107. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Um, do you... No, but he, uh, I spoke with him in Red Bird. He did, he's really doing really good. Also cool uh, cool with the team. Yeah. I saw you were supporting the team, actually. Yeah, I know. I was Pulp MX Wildcat, bud. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> that's I, sick. I, was, I was title sponsor for that. That was pretty awesome. Uh, is that That's just for one race? Or yeah, for just one season? race. How no, just, just one race. I just gave him a little bit All of money. Right. and Yeah, so uh, hopefully they can get some more sponsors as they go. Lorenzo's an awesome dude. I don't know if you knew him from MXGP or not, but um, – I, really, I've seen his name, and, but I've yep. never really spoken with him. Uh, did you ever do that Zwart Cross thing? 
Yeah, I did. That's like the local yeah. one of our local races. Yeah, I know Malcolm Stewart came there one year. Oh, JT, and, uh, JT think, did it, and Malcolm, a few American Starlings done it a bunch. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I did it. It's it's really crazy. It's uh, they did it as part of the last Dutch Masters. Um, so which is our main series. Yeah. Um, but that's not really a motocross track. That's like you have like all the carnival, t- carnival-ish things going over the track. So yeah, the yeah. track is completely flat. There's pretty much flat jumps only. So uh, if you want to have a good time, you should go in the party tent there and not on the track. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it is funny. In the end, you don't have to go there for racing. If you want to do cool racing, you have to do like you have to go to Lirop. But yep. if you want to have like a special experience on the yep. on motocross, you could definitely go there. It's. Uh, well, it's a lot of spectators there, and people, yeah, and yeah. people love it. Like non-motor people go there. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Lars Van Berkel here on the uh, Privateer Island podcast. Thanks to FXR. Thanks to Race Tech. Appreciate it. Again, FirepowerParts.com. They got oil as well. Firepower Parts uh, helping out a lot of privateers, whether it's chains, batteries. Uh, FirepowerParts.com for more information. Of course, Dino. Max Anstey and many more using Firepower Parts with the Firepower Honda team. Thank you to those guys for coming on board. Um, are you buddies with Hurlings? Do you know them at all? I was really good, really, really good friends when we was, when we was younger, from uh-huh. like the age that I yeah, started motocross yep. till a couple of years ago. Yep. But uh, yeah, he, uh, it, it faded away a little bit. But I really, I still know him pretty well. So yeah. every once in a while, I just call him yep. and visit him. But uh, yeah, yeah he, I can say I'm pretty pretty well known with him. <laughs> he's got to be the is he, is he close to being one of the richest athletes in Netherlands, or is it just soccer players? Well, soccer players make a lot of money. Yeah, and, true. Uh, yeah. yeah, I also I I know the insides of some of his contracts, so I know he made a lot of money. <laughs> he makes a lot. He, he's a he's a rock star of, of the Netherlands, right? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Uh, and, but he, he like we have Lil Kleiner, which is like a guy in the, in the Netherlands, which is like a rapper. Okay. Sometimes he does a little bit the same things as that. But uh, well, I I honestly like um, understand that he makes that much money. I should deserve it because yeah. he's like an animal on a bike. Yeah, I remember yeah. the coolest thing. Like we had this in one of the movies, Moto Four, I think. Mm-hmm. He's riding on this little sand pit. And I saw him there the first time on a 250 when he was still riding 85. Oh, okay. And I remember yeah. to my fa- to say to my father because at that point we didn't have a lot of uh, top GP riders. Mm-hmm. So I said, "Oh, this guy for sure is going to do top 15 in world championship." And look at him now; he's one of the greatest. Dude, it's it's so yeah. He was always a, a phenom, huh? He was always amazing, like from 80s. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, he's literally. We had the same uh, home track, which is like eight kilometers from my house, okay. and he used to live like. One one hundred meters, I think, from the track. Mm. So I really saw him from eighty five or sixty five even, yeah. and he was always fast. So God, um, he's uh, he's taking some hits, man. Crashing yeah. wise, yeah, he's he's, he's really hits. unlucky. Yeah, he's, he's really unlucky. If you see that crash in Germany, yeah, you can you can crash one hundred times like that right? and just have a sore shoulder or whatever. But he breaks his neck. Like, how is that possible? I, I'm with you. I don't know. Like, you're, at some point, if you're him, you just got to be thinking you're cursed or something. I don't know. It was the weirdest crash ever. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he has to do some yoga or something. <laughs> Speaking of crashes, <laughs> yeah, like... Really? Really? What? Like, yeah. uh, how is it possible? Is it, like, that he doesn't have the flexibility anymore? Because if you look at his 250 days compared to now, yeah. he looks a bit more stiff on the yes. bike. Yeah, I, I, he slowed down a little bit. He doesn't look quite as aggressive, right? Um no, it's just a different style, a bit mm-hmm. more like, like not stocky on the bike, but more yeah. like a bit more stiff. He's still like super fast. Yeah, of super, course. Like, yeah. I, we don't have anything for him, but 
just if you see the difference, he used to crash also quite a bit when he was younger. Yeah. But he just stepped up and no problem. And now it looks like if he hits the deck, it's not like Tim Geisler. Tim, well, Geisler has been unlucky now as well. But True. Yeah. He could crash his brains out and just continue with only like a broken uh, front uh, yeah. fender or something. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly, right? Uh, Kaido Wolf, yeah. he's the next one. He's the next. He's got. Yeah. I mean, he's really good in sand. He's probably got to fix his hard pack stuff, but he looks awesome. He rides so yeah, he so cool. He's got such a cool riding style. Yeah, he's a really cool dude. I also yeah, I know all these guys because we all pretty much live in the south of of the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. So I know them as little kids. And actually, at the Zwarte Cross one time, we had a press day, and me and Kai Kai was still on the eighty five, and he dared me to do a hill clicker. And he said, oh, I can do it better. So on his 85, he didn't hook like a before me. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how I, how I, uh, how I get, got to know him. But they are so cool. They, uh, yeah. He's really stylish and such a nice dude. He's, is he a nice uh, guy? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, really nice guy. I see him as my little brother because same hair color, little bit different jokes. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a really cool kid. I, I really hope that he uh, can get that red plate, red plate back and, uh, and kill it. Yeah. What about um, I, this is probably dating you a little bit, Lars. Although you're older, but Strybos and Vandenberg, right? A couple of yeah, uh, yeah. you know you know them yeah. at all? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know them. Uh, I both know them. I've been training with. Uh, I, so I did a fill-in ride for. Uh, I, I one year I filled in for four uh, teams like HRC and HSF. I don't know if you still know that team, KDM HSF. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Strybos was the trainer there. And, uh, yeah, so for, like, 10 weeks or something, I, I was training with him the whole time, and he teached me all these things. But, like, it, he just quit when I started to get interested in motocross. But my father has always been speaking about Strivers. He said, oh, he was so good. He was so smart. Yeah. He was, like, a little bit of dodgy in some places, mm-hmm. like, uh, how you say, like, sneaky. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he got the job done. And they said they, he one time sold the world championship, eh? Really? Is that <laughs> that's, the, yeah. that's the rumor that's in the, the Netherlands when uh, Bale won it. They, well, that's the that's the the talk on the street, but you never know. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. he killed it. He used to kill it. Yeah, he was. And that was Burke that was well. a great that was a great rivalry. They crashed together at one race, and somebody one of the riders accused the other guy of turning his gas off or something. Oh, yeah, lots of lots of drama. Yeah, that's been on a, na- a national television show like two years ago. They call it "Andere uh, Tijden uh, Sport," which uh, which means like back in back in time sports. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then they do these special things which have happened in sport activities. Yep. And, uh, well, this was one of it. And then they found, literally found the guy out of the spectators that helped him. And he said, well, I don't know if I did or did not put, uh, close the gas, uh, oh. call it, gas crane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gas, gas cap. Pet, pet cock. Yeah. Pet cock. Yeah. And then he said, yeah, but if I did it, I did it to help from the Burke. So yeah, <laughs> I think he did it. I think he did it. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. That, yeah. That was the story yeah. for sure. Right. Um, that, yeah. that's just nuts. Uh, Lars Van Berkel here on the uh, Privateer Island podcast. Speaking of crashing, uh, what's the worst sand beach race crash you had? I mean, have you absolutely just yard sailed it ever? Uh, yeah, I did. I did one time in Hossegger, which is also a beach race. Like, but I was lucky to just fall over the over the the uh, the jump okay. because I lost it in front of the jump. Because sometimes you just get into a, a like a braking section or like into the bumps different because you have to avoid the back marker uh-huh. and then you just uh <laughs> you just yard sale actually the crash where i bent my front disc also with at the beach race yeah or at Le Touquet, yeah i had a huge get off like i front flipped over my bike <laughs> oh, you land luckily on your foot but yeah we've yeah. had some crashes i've had my head a few times and but how- that was with training 
how many like uh, liter gas tank do you run? How big is the tanks on those? So we are limited to 12 liter, okay. which is, uh, I think, five gallon or something. Okay. Yeah. So, so same as same is... as the guys over here. Then, like I think, it's nothing extra. Yeah. 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 Like the GSCC guy. Well, I would love to do a GSCC race one time. Really? Do yeah. You know, don't you have some connections for me? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'll get you a GNCC ride. Sure, no problem, Lars. I uh, I reached out to one Honda team one time, but they never replied. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Look at you. You're just like a no. u- universally well-rounded motocross racer. You'll do anything. Yeah. Beach, beach, yeah, uh, exactly. GNCC, yeah. Yeah. No, but we are. So we have 12 liter tanks, and we can ride like four. Well, the first hour we can ride only like. 45 minutes with it because we have full gas mm-hmm. and then after the second and third pit stop we can do pretty much an hour so we have to do three pit stops at le touquet mm-hmm. during this pit stop we also get like a like a bottle to to drink some water or whatever yeah well it's preferent to every other rider but i do my own stuff in it yeah yeah um so it's literally like we we get fueled up in eight seconds and we're back on the bike oh wow that's nuts um yeah, are you crazy. have you so in your time in america have you like I mean, you sound like you're like you listen to the Pulp Show, right? You're a fan of the sport. You watch these races. Have you like talked to any of these top factory riders, or, or have you had any interactions with any of these guys? Uh, not so much. Well, actually, funny, I asked um, Adam Cincinnati because I, I lost all my back, uh, my back. So I also lost some of the laminates. Okay. So I reached out to Cincinnati to see if I, he could get me in contact with the Scott guy because I know he used to ride Scott before. Yeah. And then uh, he didn't reply. <laughs> so oh. on the starting line, I went, hey, Adam, why did you keep, uh, let me on red? And he was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I said, well, I sent you a message and you read it, but you didn't reply. Really? He said, and what's your name? So I said my name and said, yeah, it's this guy. Uh, just uh, reach out to me again. So it was a bit like funny I, yeah. uh, that I just you- just speak up to him and he didn't know who I was. Do you want me to put you in touch with the Scott guy? Or did you get it all handled? I, I am already in touch now. He's going to help me out for Southwick. John, so, uh, Johnny Knowles, our buddy John Knowles. Yeah. Yes. He, uh, I reached out to him through uh, uh, Schrarer, the guy 410. Oh, yeah. Sh- he, Brandon uh, Schar. Brandon yeah. Schar. Brandon Schar. Yeah. 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 So he was parked next to us and he uh, got me in contact with a guy. And like last year in the Was Hugo, mm-hmm. the, the big day that I took out yeah. Costa, <laughs> yeah. I was next to uh, Tomek. Yeah. And I said, oh, because around the, uh, right around the time they had that. Uh, the gypsy podcast about like the one versus one with hurlings. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I said to him like, Hey Eli, so did you see the podcast? Are you going to do the race or not? And then he said like, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. I'm not sure if I'm going to do it. And then, yeah, we had to start our bikes to go mm-hmm. do practice. So uh, I didn't understand exactly what he said after that. <laughs> but then I said that to one of the guys, like the American guys I was with yeah. at that time. And they were so blown away that they just speak to these guys. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. apparently that's like a big thing in America that you cannot speak to no, them. Or, or that, no, you can. Yeah. Yeah, well, oh, I feel always like that we are the same. And so I can just, I think it's funny to just speak to anyone. Like, like I texted you this week. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah no. I, I, I got to know Wigan like after last year that I took out, uh, what, they got with the wine bottle and stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Well, it's all, it's everyone's human, right? We're all just normal. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, Lars, before I let you go here on the uh, privateer pod, I mean, motocross beach race enduro stuff gncc I, there's just one thing for left for you to conquer that's uh that's supercross man 
at Supercross. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a bit like I, w- I would rather go to a Canadian race like uh, Gopher Dunes or something yeah, than yeah. to go to Anaheim because I think if I show up with my 12 liter tank in Anaheim, that uh, <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be different. <laughs> well, I did I did some stuff of Supercross when I was younger. Did you? Yeah. Um, because yeah, I had the transition from BMX to to motocross. So we had some little, really small, like supercross things in the mm-hmm. Netherlands. You can like maybe compare it to the the barn races, like uh, Matt Burkin is always filming. Uh, but yeah, that's that's completely different. So uh, I used to do that a little bit, but then that was in the winter. So I switched to beach racing, and I think it's better for me because it's more like fitness thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, supercross is. Well, I'm getting old, man. I'm too old to <laughs> yeah, do too uh, old. to do yeah. supercross. I'm not gonna risk it. <laughs> uh, you know, you know what you could do is it's about six hours from Southwick to, to Gopher Dunes. They're racing on Sunday. You could do the double. The, you could do the double the, double race. Next next Sunday, you mean? This Sunday, coming up. Oh, well, You do Southwick well, on Saturday. You, get, you drive seven hours. You do Gopher Dunes on Sunday. Well, I don't know if my bike is going to last. <laughs> ah, yeah, you're fine. I'll, I'll get you in touch with Honda Canada. They'll, they'll, they'll dial you in. Dude, in if you can get me in touch with them. I got it. Well, I won't say I'm immediately going to do it, but if things work out well, I would do it. <laughs> okay, I will. Let's touch base after this podcast. I'll see if I can figure it <laughs> All out. All right, that's so cool. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, seven-hour drive. Canary's done it, and Chiz has done it, like the, the U.S. on Saturday and the Canadian on Sunday. Like, they've done it back-to-back, you know? So Well, that's something good for the privateer story, right? Yeah, absolutely. If you, if you do it, if you do it, we're going we're gonna to call you up on Monday night on the Pulp Show. <laughs> do, I, do I need like a, a visa to go into Canada or not? No, I don't think so. I think you're good. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm curious. Let me know. Let me know if you get me in contact with the guys. I'm I'm curious. Because <laughs> Gopher is as much uh, Lomo, you know, as much Dutch beach sand as you're going to get, you know? All right. So it's uh, it's, it's it's deep, deep sand. So. I thought it was the week later, but uh, no. I've seen it like back in the day. We had it always on Extreme Network. We could oh, yeah. see like, uh, like yeah, the Canadian uh, races. So yeah, yeah. I remember that race. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. We can get we can get the the beat the Dutch beach master to race Gopher Dunes uh, after racing days. after racing <laughs> Southwick. Fantastic. Oh. So, uh, well, hey man, thanks for the time on this Privateer podcast. I I, uh, I love the fact that we your story is really cool, and this Corey guy sounds awesome for helping you out, um, and and everybody coming together. And you sound like you're just like having a good time. You know what I mean? Like you're enjoying this. You, uh, which is awesome. This is this is what the Privateer Island podcast is all about, man. Yeah, thanks, thanks for your, thanks for inviting me on the show. And uh, yeah, indeed, Corey is a, an awesome guy. He's he's a cop, so he's pretty much working full time next mm-hmm. to helping me on the bikes. Yep. And uh, I'm just enjoying it. Like it's as I said, it's pretty much my off season. Yeah. So uh, I can do whatever I want uh, when I have a break. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Well, some people like to sit on the beach with a cocktail, and I like to ride my dirt bike yeah. anywhere in the world. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's awesome. And tr- stay away from the Costa in the first turns, too, Lars. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't spot him in Redbird, so it uh, could be funny to have a new uh, story about that hitting him, but I prefer to do it on the last corner then Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to at least have some results. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. Well, hey, thank you for the time on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Pod. Good luck this weekend in Southwick, and uh, I'll text you, and maybe we can get this gopher thing going. All right. Thanks for your time, and uh, thanks for everybody helping me out. And, uh, yeah, we'll stay in contact. All right. Sounds good, Lars. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you.